welcome to D-Up Podcast. This is Louis Valletta. We're going to get on so much NBA news that we have to get to, uh, even though it's the offseason. We're going to start really nice and slow. We're going to have to get to the NBA tampering rules, that thing that was just passed. We're going to get the Stephen A's picks to come out of the East, uh, the Golden State Warriors, the state of the Golden State Warriors, and why you maybe should fear them down the road in the in the playoffs. And uh, right now we're going to start with a member of the Golden State Warriors, and that is Kevin Durant. Now, let me start off by saying, I think Kevin Durant is always crying like someone took his candy. Like, why is Kevin Durant always crying like someone stole his bike? You know, he's a superstar, a legit, a legit elite superstar that's going to be remembered forever. But he just whines and complains. And never mind, let's not let's not talk about him making the decision to play for the Brooklyn Nets, all right, after the Golden State Warriors, because that that Warriors move was just the softest move in the world. And I'm not here to I'm not here to bash Kevin Durant, all right? I'm not I'm not, I'm not gonna get on that, you know, bashing bandwagon. But I just wanna talk about Durant and his comments, you know, the season's over. He jo- he joined a 72 win. Golden State Warrior team and for some reasons or another they lost he got hurt whatever it may be whatever you want to put fill in the blank okay they lost the finals this past year he decides to move on any classy player moves on does his thing and shuts his mouth you don't talk about Man, the emotion offense that our team runs just doesn't work sometimes. You need iso ball. You need me to play an iso ball. Me, 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 me. Kevin Durant went from good guy to villain, and it seemed like overnight when he he, he, he took on his new personality when he put on the Warriors jersey. And since that, that, that time, the old positive Kevin Durant has been thrown out the window. Now, I want to know, where does he get off? talking about the Golden State Warriors offense. Like, that team has one of the best systems in the whole NBA. Not only that, but the team has the pieces to fit into that system. And on top of that, they have a wonderful, marvelous coach in Steve Kerr, okay? Now, Kevin Durant, you didn't get it done, okay? You couldn't be a team fit for that person, for that team last year. It's not a big deal. Athletics sometimes go this way. Sometimes you lose, even with massive talent. You know, you lost, which I consider a mess. It's a tremendous failure to have a team that stacked and to lose the championship. You should just probably never lose. But KED can do the classy thing and just shut his mouth and move on. Have nothing but positive things to say about your former Warriors team. Because if you're a regular Joe Schmo out there and you have this job, you have whatever, uh, you're a construction worker or you are a lawyer, <clears throat> you move on from your firm, you move on from your <clears throat> your previous job, you don't talk crap about your job because it doesn't look good for you. And your, form, your next employer is going to look at your statements and they're going to say, oh, okay, well, that's the way he views certain other organizations well why wouldn't he view our organization the same way and it's my opinion over the years and i'm not talking about kevin Durant's talent or his work ethic i just think that he's become so negative and a lot of nba commentators picked up on this he's become 
very uh, unhappy and and just a just a whining guy. I think that's why he's the perfect fit for the Brooklyn Nets because they have two depressed whiners. You have Kyrie Irving, which again, I'm not going to go into their basketball skills. They're great, but on Dia podcast, we're going to talk about the soap opera. We're going to talk about the drama of the, of this, and that's what this is. That's what the Brooklyn Nets are. It's, it's it's a walking soap opera right now. They have two of the most depressed players on the planet. Kyrie Irving, who you can't make happy if you gave him $1 billion. And then there's Kevin Durant, where you can't make happy if you gave his mother uh, five mansions and a, and, a, and a Rolls Royce. I mean, the, he's never going to be happy. He's never going to smile. I mean, come on, you get paid to play basketball for a living. What makes you always cry? You know, it's like, forget about the, um, the 80s and the 90s, the toughness of those players back then because these guys don't compare in that regard but just on a common level it's almost like the guys don't mature in a way they don't uh, they've never had to develop themselves in certain areas and social areas and then because you see them you see that see their comments and you see the way they react like little babies i mean kevin durant you're so talented as a ball player your work ethic is so amazing Right, you you have so much going for you. Just go out there and freaking play, all right. Go out there and play, and don't worry about what everyone says. Because let me tell you, we're all sensitive. Everybody's sensitive, but you can't be overly sensitive in the market and in the game that you're at and where you're playing. Michael Jordan never did that. Larry Bird never did that. Magic Johnson never acted the way that you act, KD. So if you want the respect, then give the respect. That's my point. And that's why we do these shows. <clears throat> okay. Whew. Moving on to the next topic. Adam Silver. Adam Silver just passed in the league, just passed a new tampering rule. It's buffed out with bigger fines for organizations that are tampering with players. That's number one. Um, number two, it gives them... Uh, it, when this is the weird part that we'll talk about, um, it, it gives the team, uh, excuse me, it gives the league power to um, condemn cell phone. They could take your cell phone. If they can take a, an, an agent or um, a league official's cell phone or a player's cell and look at the cell phone for messages. I mean, is this... Is this government or is this NBA entertainment? Because the last time I checked, the NBA is an entertainment professional organization. Uh, and I get that the NBA is trying to make stiffer penalties in terms of making it a deterrent for certain teams to have an unfair advantage in recruiting superstar players. I get that. I mean, to back up a little bit, the reason why they passed this rule is because you know, this past year, the craziest, the craziest offseason of all time, uh, deals were being made uh, left and right before the debt, before free agency even opened. So when free agency opened, these players were signed immediately. And that just pointed to the fact that these guys were already in talks. So um, some of the bigger organizations and some of the, the, uh, play, the, the, the league official, the, the team officials that were out ahead of the curve got these players. And um, that's why the league is coming down stiff. And I, I understand that part. 
that the league is trying to make this a more balanced organization, a more equal playing field. I get that. But once you start getting into the minutia of being able to take someone's cell phone and look at text messages, I don't even know if I agree with that on a government level, never mind uh, in an NBA level. I mean, what are we running, a prison here? Or are we running, uh, um, like I said, a, a nice uh, NBA talent organization? And, you know, the NBA is a capitalistic it's a capitalistic organization. Um, it, it's an ecosystem that has its checks and balances, and it's been working this fa thus far, right? Uh, is there ways to to increase penalties and do all the other good stuff as to stop the, the tampering and all that? Yes. Are you going to limit it to a certain extent? Yes. Are you going to stop it? Absolutely not. It's never going to work. Um, I think the NBA just fined the Bucks $50,000 for a public statement that they made on Giannis uh, uh, They They said they were going to offer him the Supermax, and apparently that's against the rules to, to say that you're going to offer your, your superstar player the Supermax. I mean, we all knew they were going to do that anyway. Um, what's the point? I mean, I, I just have mixed feelings about this, you know, and I haven't listened to a lot of the commentators on this. So I want to hear from you guys at home. You guys can, can DM me or message me on Facebook or Instagram. Just, just holler at me at uh, Lewis underscore Edward underscore Belletta. And please let me know what you feel because I don't know if I'm just jumping the gun on this. Or I think it's just wacky and you guys might think it's normal, but I really want to hear from you. Um, uh, I always construct the content that I talk about based on what you guys want. So I want to know your opinion on the NBA's new tampering rule that Adam Silver came out with um, and all of the, the legislation on it and all the minutia. You can go Google it and, and check out all the fine details. But I just kind of uh, – oh, yeah, you can uh, – they also can penalize you in terms of draft picks and they can take away draft picks and that's what they had mentioned also. So just tell me what you think about it, because I'm, I'm curious to hear what the fans think. All right, moving on. Uh, Stephen A. picked the Philadelphia 76ers and the Milwaukee Bucks to be the front runners in the Eastern Conference. And I have to say, I have never agreed with Stephen A. Smith more. Uh, I believe he knows what he's talking about on this one. Uh, I, too. I picked Philadelphia 76ers and the uh, the 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 Bucks, but the one that's creeping up into my head and they're a dark horse right now are the Boston Celtics. I believe the Boston Celtics have more firepower and more cohesiveness this year than they did last year on the court. Again, I've said in the last three podcasts, Kyrie Irving ruined the chemistry on that team. Kyrie Irving ruined the development on that team. And I know he's a great individual player, but on the Celtics, he wasn't the right fit, especially for that team, the guards. He just wasn't for that particular team. Now, bring in Kemba Walker, right? Bring in Ennis Cantor. Um, Kemba is going to play such a force in Boston. I just can't wait for you guys to watch it. I'm calling it right now. This Boston team is super, super dangerous. And they creep right up in there with the Bucks and Philadelphia 76ers, according to Stephen A's two picks. Right? And I believe that they're going to make a lot of noise. 
but we have to see what their chemistry is. On paper for me, they look wonderful and the perfect team, but we have to see how they play with chemistry. It's that whole, it's, we can go back to the Lakers when they had uh, Malone and they had Gary Payton and that whole stacked team back when, and uh, I think that was in maybe the early 2000s or maybe late 90 or 99. I forgot when that team was, but um, yeah, we thought that team was going to win the championship, but they didn't. <laughs> they weren't good at all. So we're going to see if this Boston team can really outdo um, last year's Boston team. Now, they lost Terry Rozier, which is a big, big, big loss in my opinion. I love Terry Rozier. He's a dog. He went to, uh, I think the he's playing for the Hornets now, Michael's team. So Stephen A's other pick was obviously the Philadelphia 76ers. And um, if I had to pick today, I'm going to pick, like, after... Maybe my pick would have been different four weeks ago, but maybe I'm jumping the gun. I don't know, but I'm picking Philadelphia 76ers. I'm picking them. If Joel Embiid stays healthy with the addition of Tobias Harris and some other pieces that they have, I'm going with the 76ers to get to the finals. Call me crazy. And if you really think I'm crazy and you disagree, please call in, chime in, tell me I am wrong. Okay? Tell me that... Tell me what you think and, and tell me that something that I don't see because I really look at that Philadelphia team and they have all the pieces to get there. And this is their year. Joel Embiid was crying like a baby when they lost. Remember that last second shot? Nah. It was tough to watch. Now, now the 76ers this year with Joel Embiid healthy will be super hungry. And they've played together. Now, you, you add a Tobias Harris to this mix, right? You look at their roster, how filled out it is, how rounded it is, how good their bench is. It's just something to consider when looking at the formula of an NBA champion. Now, looking into the other conference, let's look at the other conference. Let's look at the West and who's coming out of the West. Now, you can throw a lot of teams out there. You can go with the LAs or the Clippers or the Lakers better, this and that, blah, blah, blah. But the one I want to talk about right now and don't make fun of me yet, is the Golden State Warriors. I'm going to repeat that. Watch out for the Golden State Warriors. Here's the reason. Okay. The Golden State Warriors won how many games without Kevin Durant? They won 73. They broke the 97 Bulls record, the 72 record. They won 73 games without Kevin Durant. So the core nucleus that won that was Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry. All the experts are pointing to Clay Thompson coming back in the playoffs this next following year. Okay? Why this is important to consider is this. Throughout the whole year, you'll have Steph Curry and their new golden child, D'Angelo Russell, who I feel is going to pair really well with Steph Curry in the new NBA. Now, maybe back when? No. But this new two guard, these two guards together are going to cause some, some teams a lot of problems. They're going to space the floor, and you still got Draymond in there. These guys are going to find chemistry all year long. And chemistry is not going to be hard to find. In, uh, in this motion, Golden State, kind of San Antonio Spurs organization offense, all right? 
Those two organizations are very, very similar in the fact that they're very stable, they're very consistent in the way that they, and the, and the, and the, the rules they teach their players. Um, there's a direction, there's a structure. And that's what you need when you have two guys like D'Angelo Russell, who could put it on the floor, could pop it, shoe, who's a driver, a passer. And then you have Steph that does the same thing. How do you get those two guys to coexist? Well, you put them in a wonderful motion offense, a fast-paced system, a running gun system. I mean, they can run a gun, they can play a half-court offense, they spread the floor. What else does the NBA do today? That's exactly what the NBA is for. I mean, that's, that's how the NBA is ran. And they are going to fill it up this year. Do not sleep on the Warriors, because when playoff time comes and these guys are rolling, guess who comes back? Clay Thompson is going to be licking his chops in the corners and at the top. And he doesn't have to do much other than play great defense and choose his spots for the threes. And imagine coming down the floor and seeing, looking straight at you, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and D'Angelo Russell licking their chops. Who are you going to double? The floor is spread. If you spread the floor, these guys are going to drive on you in a second or they're going to look inside to pass. This floor is going to, 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 to be considerably spread. It's probably going to be the most gaping holes you're going to see in the NBA all year is when the Warriors play. All these guys can shoot from 10 feet beyond the three-point line. All of them. Do not sleep on the Warriors. When it all is said and done, there might be a six seed in the playoffs, right? They might be a six seed in the West. But do not sleep on the six seed when the six seed has the heart of a champion because they will stick that knife in your back the second you turn it. And that's what teams are gonna do. And when Clay comes back, you're in a whole boatload of trouble. So my, my sleeper in the West, I know you got your Denvers, I know you got all those, those exciting teams coming up, right? Houston's and, well, the West is so exciting. Watch out for some classic Golden State Warriors. Now, again, uh, I would love for you guys to Tell me what you think. Uh, I want to welcome you to, to write in to me and tell me how bad I suck or how bad my opinions are because I appreciate that. That's what I, that's what I, I want to hear from you. And then tell me what you agree with. All right. So my name is, is Louis Valletta. As always, you know, my show is called D Up. If you like it, share it with a friend because that helps me out and it's free. You're not paying for it. So if you love basketball and your friends love basketball, your family loves basketball, and you want you know, want something in common to talk about, just spread the word. I appreciate it. Uh, come to my Instagram site, my Facebook site. Watch me on La Calle TV. And go to La Calle TV because, you know, we're doing this, this in conjunction now. We got video. We got audio. Uh, be on YouTube. All this good stuff. So I appreciate your support as always. And remember, when you're watching the NBA... Always D up. I'll talk to you soon.
Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and wagering week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line.